Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Holm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I am your host, Monique Holm. On this show, we interview badass female real estate investors, women that have been crushing it in the real estate space. And I am so, so, so excited to have with us today, Kathy Kennebrook, who has been crushing it in real estate for what, over 20 years? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> she is known as the magic marketing lady. She has she's done a lot of things. She's bought and sold hundreds of properties using none of her own money or credit. She holds a degree in finance and has co-authored the book, The Venus Approach to Real Estate Investing. So it's like it's feminine, a book with, with women. So she's all about women and real estate too. Walking with the wise real estate investor and walking with the wise entrepreneur. She's the nation's leading expert at finding highly qualified, motivated sellers, buyers, and lenders using many types of direct mail marketing. She's known throughout the US and Canada as Marketing Magic Lady. She put together a simple step-by-step -step system that anyone can follow to duplicate her success. And I'm so excited to have her with us. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you for having me on the interview today. I love working with women. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Why I'm doing this. Yeah, there's, it's very different doing it in this feminine way. Yeah. I want to ask you about that in a minute, but I like to start at the beginning. So how did you get started in real estate investing? Because that's not where you started your career. No, I actually spent 20 years in the financial sector, working in the banking industry and corporate America. And after about 20 years, I decided I really hated corporate America, walked into my job one day and quit. And said, that's enough. I've got it done. And so I took on some other types of independent contractor type of work. I was running phone rooms and doing all different kinds of things. And I was up late one night watching a late night infomercial one, how to buy houses with no money down. And I thought that man, wouldn't it be cool if that really worked? And I contacted one of my customers who actually happened to be the person who ran our local club meeting in Tampa, Florida. I am from the West coast of Florida. And I said, you know, does this real estate investing stuff really work? And he goes, of course it does. Come to some of our meetings and make that determination for yourself. And so we started going to some meetings and seminars and we started buying a whole bunch of books and tapes and programs and putting them on a shelf, never to be seen again. Um, <laughs> and after about a year, we had spent over 13000 on books, tapes and programs and we had done absolutely nothing. And so I told my husband, I want to buy one darn house because I want my money back. And the rest is kind of history. We really got into the direct mail marketing a lot. I am quite the introvert. I have the big mouth and all that good stuff. And my husband is quite introverted. And so we had to figure out, we were trying to figure out a way to make it easier for him to work with the sellers. And what we realized very quickly is everybody else had the same problem, had the same thing the sellers and the other investors that we were working with. And so that's how the direct mail kind of got developed. And we started working with a lot of motivated sellers. And I'll tell you right now that women 
have a huge advantage when it comes to working with sellers in the real estate market. Women enjoy working with other women. And men like working with women because there's no testosterone, there's no competitiveness, and it's very easy to put a deal together, which is why I really like working with the women in this market or in this industry. And so the rest is history. We've done hundreds of deals since then. We do a little bit of everything. We've never locked ourselves in any one particular niche. So we do single family homes, we do condos, small multifamily, urban commercial, Wobbly boxes, which is we call those mobile homes down here in Florida. <laughs> and I like vacant land. And so we do a lot of vacant land as well. So a little bit of everything. And then a few years into that, I ended up getting into teaching. I was asked to teach by a couple of major trainers out there. And so that's kind of how I got into the teaching end of things. So I've been doing both for a very long time. Okay. I love your story. And I want to unpack a couple of things. So first... You're working in banking for 20 years. What made you like go in and say, I quit without, without another job, without, I got you to that point. You're like, I'm done. I was working like, I was salary. I was working like 60 hours a week. I was putting a hundred thousand miles a year on my vehicle. I was never home. Corporate America is very backstabby and I didn't like that much. And I just got fed up. And the other part of it was to be perfectly honest. My dad passed away early. My husband's dad passed away early. And we said, you know, is this what the rest of our life is going to look like? And it was like, no, it's not. And so I just walked in and quit and said, I'm doing something different. I'm not doing this anymore. And you just have to reach a point where you want to make a serious change. And that's what I did. Yeah, I totally can resonate. I remember I've been working at this law firm. I started my career as a lawyer. And I was sitting there going, I feel like I'm in a pie eating contest. Where the prize is more pie, and the pie is like a poo-poo pie. It's like, it's like a disgusting pie. What am I doing here? And then I was getting physically sick from the stress, and I right. quit. I was like, no plan B, no safety net. I, was just, I had no safety net, no plan B. It, yeah. And you know, that's the very best thing that can happen, really, because it's not like you have a whole big nest egg that you can like lean on, which would make you procrastinate. Yeah. You have to jump in with both feet, make that change, decide what you're going to do and move forward. And from the mindset, it was the perfect place for me to be at that moment. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I want you to tell us a little bit of like, what was that first deal that you did? So a year you're like buying stuff and all these, you know, like they're collecting dust and then like, okay, I'm doing this. What was that first deal that you did? Do you really want to know? <laughs> I do. I don't know. What was the first one? <laughs> the first deal was the rehabber from Hades. Um, <laughs> it was an incredible lesson that looking back today, I would not change anything. But at the time, it was terrible. At that point, my husband was still working his full-time job. We bought this horrible rehabber in a neighborhood that I should have known better than to buy in. We ended up buying that house. We did all the rehab by ourselves. So he's working all day. We're rehabbing all night. He's yelling at me, if I wanted another job, I'd just go get one kind of thing. <laughs> um, we got through it. At the end, we ran out of money. We didn't budget enough money for the rehab. We ended up going to Home Depot and using Oops Paint to paint it. So it ended up being like three different screamy colors. Serious story. And then that particular neighborhood later turned into an arts community and everybody followed in our footsteps. 
and started painting their houses all these funky colors. And then about four years later, HGTV came out and did a segment with our house called What's Up With This House? So it turned out in the end to be a really great story. But I was underneath that house. It was unbelievable. And on the roof and doing joists and all of that stuff. Today, I wouldn't trade that lesson for anything because I can look at a house now and see things that the normal person probably wouldn't because we went through everything. We replaced windows and doors and floors. It was just unbelievable. So in the end, did that house make you money? Well, at least it gave you some publicity. It gets even better. We ended up doing a lease option on that first property. We didn't flip it. We did a lease option. And the folks stayed in that house and exercised their lease option 16 years later. So everything funky that could happen was that very first deal. (laughs) So yeah, we absolutely met by the time, I mean, by the time we ended up with a conventional mortgage on that house, we did not use, we didn't know what private lending was yet. And so by the time they ended up exercising their lease option, they had darn near paid off that mortgage because they'd been in there 16 years. So yeah, we made, we made money every month they were in the house. And then in the end, when we and when we cashed out with those same people that had been in there 16 years, yeah, we made money on the house. Yeah, so it, she turned out to be a beautiful deal <laughs> in the end. <laughs> and you learned so much, which is yes, ma'am. <laughs> and maybe you've already answered this question, but this is my favorite question to ask: What was your biggest mistake, and what did you learn from it? Everything. We didn't calculate enough money for the rehab. We probably paid a little bit too much for it at the time. We bought in a neighborhood we never should have bought in at that particular moment. So what was wrong with the neighborhood? Let's see. Hookers, drug deals. Seriously. The the whole, class. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really bad. But what ended up happening were, was that the neighbors got really fed up with that whole scenario. And people started taking... Now, you're talking... This is 20 years ago. They were taking their video cameras and they were taping drug deals and prostitution and stuff like that. And they were feeding all this information to the police department. And so the police started coming out and doing a lot more in the neighborhood. As a matter of fact, we owned that house for about six months. um, And there was a neighbor outside playing with a, a laser pointer. And another neighbor got really mad about it. And they got into the shouting match in the street. And a lot of neighbors came out. And the neighbor went in, got a shotgun, and shot 16 neighbors. So... It was a oh gosh. It was not the neighborhood. Got sixteen people. Yeah, and and interestingly enough, what happened with that was that was right before we finished the rehab. So, and my husband's like, "Okay, we're selling our house. We're moving in because we'll never." But what happened is it had the opposite effect. We had our signs out front about lease option and everything, and so many people were driving through the area to see where this happened that we got a ton of people that wanted to lease option the house. Because they figured that the police would have a bigger presence in that neighborhood after that happened. And so it became a joke in the first year or two that I was speaking that anytime I want to lease option or rent a house quickly, we'll just like arrange an incident kind of thing. It was sort of a joke. So it was just really odd. The whole deal from beginning to end was so odd. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. (laughs) So probably after that, everything else was like, so much. That's not easy. No mass murders here. There's no exactly. Like, <laughs> what are you most proud of? Oh wow, so many things. I am so proud to have the opportunity 
to be out in the field teaching other women what I have spent the last 20 years learning and perfecting. So that is one. I am so proud to have six incredible grandchildren that I have gotten to spend a lot of time. I was there for the birth of every one of my grandchildren because of no more time clock and no more can I take time off and all that nonsense. Ladies, you can do this. You can do whatever you put your mind to and figure out the thing that works best for you in your life. You can absolutely do it. So I am just really, really proud of where I am right now and where I've come from and everything that it's taken to get here and to have the opportunity to be out there working with other women and making them successful. Hey, goddess, have you been sitting on the sidelines and you're now ready to get started investing in real estate? If so, join me for my free online training, how to get started in real estate investing as a busy professional woman. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash W-R-E-I-G to register for our complimentary training and to learn how to get investing in real estate like a goddess today. See you there. Tell us a little bit about your direct mail marketing system. How's that work? I know you don't, we don't have enough time for you to teach everything, right? Okay. Okay. You know, I'm version. Yeah. Okay. So what I've done is I created a direct mail marketing system. Basically, is a machine. And what it does, we have 12 different direct mail campaigns. So, and they're all in, in one manual so that people can, when, so when they get my system, they have all 12 direct mail campaigns. The letters are very targeted toward a specific type of seller. So we have like out of state owners, we have quick claim deeds, vacant properties, military transfers, free and clear properties. So there are 12 different direct mail campaigns. What we want you to do is figure out what your demographic is and focus on the direct mail campaigns that will work best for you in your market. And so, for example, I live in the geriatric capital of the world because I'm down here in Florida and in the vacation area of the world. So we do a lot of out-of-state owners. We do a lot of quit claim deed mailings. We do a lot of estate mailings um, because that's what my market is. That's what my demographic is. We teach you how to put a response mechanism in your mailings so you get all the information from the sellers from the beginning. So when the deal hits your desk, you already have the information that you need and photographs from the sellers typically to decide whether or not you have a deal there. So we're taking out the obstacles and getting rid of the sellers that are not motivated. And then so it teaches them how to develop a long-term marketing system that's a machine that'll bring them deal after deal after deal after deal after deal. And that's the really short version. <laughs> that's phenomenal. I love that. You know, that this, a letter, letters has never really been a, a strategy that I've used, but I, I can see how it'd be really helpful. How is that strategy working now, today? We're having an interesting, and I discussed this on another interview that I did on Wednesday. The market is starting to shift. This is bizarre in the pandemic situation that we're in right now. And the market is shifting. So you have people in lockdown crowded cities like New York and Philadelphia and Los Angeles that are crowded lockdown cities and they are moving away. So the population of the country is shifting. And so you're having like, for example, they're all coming here. <laughs> they all want to be in Florida where the sunshine is. But you have people that are moving to more suburban and rural areas now. So 
Now there are houses for sale. And if you have houses for lease option rent or retailing, houses are retailing as fast as you can sell them for ridiculous prices. I mean, just crazy, crazy prices. And so because of this market shift, you're really finding more motivated sellers that want to sell their property quickly so they can move somewhere else. And so what we found is that like in many other markets, because we've been doing residual mailings, we're continuing to touch our sellers gently with our message. And as their situations are changing, they are contacting us. And so the direct mail marketing is doing beautifully now and like it always does. Awesome. What advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in real estate investing? Get your education, first of all. I will speak to safety just a little bit. Anytime that I am on my own and I am out looking at a property by myself, and it happens quite often, I always do let someone know where I am. Don't be going out and looking at vacant, ugly houses by yourself without somebody knowing where you are and without protecting yourself in some way. I actually had a situation a few years back that was hilarious. My husband was out of town and I was out looking at houses and making offers and everything like that. And I went to a seller's house and he and I just got into you know a whole conversation and he was definitely wanting to sell his house and we were doing contracts and I was explaining all that. And I forgot to call the person who I was, who my safety net was. And I forgot to call him and let him know you because it was like, well, if you don't hear from me like in an hour or an hour and a half. And he comes storming to the house and was like, <laughs> oh, I forgot to call you and let you know where I was. But anyway, it's just, it's just a small safety thing. Being women out there, absolutely do it. There's, I'm not saying not to go out there. I'm just saying that put that safety net around yourself. So that we do. But as far as being women in this particular marketplace, women, as I said earlier, women really have an advantage because women like working with other women and men like working with women because they don't feel that competitiveness and there's not all the testosterone about, you know, who's going to win kind of thing. And so we've done, a, I generally do most of the deal making and the offer making process I handle in my business totally because it just, women just really have an advantage that way. So get educated, figure out what you're doing. Don't be afraid to jump in with both feet. The motto in my business is jump in first and fix it later. <laughs> so we kind of jump in, make a mess and then clean it up as we go. So for example, back in the beginning, I had a gentleman who wanted to deed me the house for the balance of his mortgage. I didn't even know what that was, taking a project property subject to the existing mortgage. I didn't know what that even was at the time. I just knew this man wanted to give me his house. So we took a piece of paper and wrote out on the piece of paper what we wanted to do and we both signed it. I took that back to my local real estate club. I hooked up with another real estate investor and said, help me do this. He ended up charging me $10,000 to help me do that deal. He made 10, I made 51. I'm good. Yeah. So don't be afraid to jump out there, figure it out and, you know, and jump in, do the deal and then figure it out as you go. And don't procrastinate. Yeah, you got to get started now. And what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? Oh, so much. <laughs> Probably education was the biggest key. Getting educated, learning all of the things that I've learned along the way. I wish there was a me back then. There wasn't. Having to figure all of that out as we went by trial and error was different. If I had had a me back then, that would have been awesome. Learning the value of private lending 
having private lenders as a part of my team, building a team around myself. So having a whole, you know, your dream team of the people that work for you and around you, how important that was going to be later on. So there's a lot of lessons that, that I've learned over the years. All right, before we get into our famed end of show trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire, what is the best way for people to connect with you and find out more about what you do? Okay, so a couple of different ways. One, my main website is, is www.marketingmagiclady.com. My vacant land website is vacantlandgold.com. My Facebook pages are Kathy Kennebrook and Kathy Kennebrook Marketing Magic Lady. And my blog site is attractmotivatedsellers.com. So come and visit. I've got lots of great articles. There's video up on all of the sites for you to take a look at, you know, all the different things that I do. Be sure and Google me because I've been doing a lot of these podcasts and things like that. So check it out. Direct mail marketing. I actually, there are 12 direct mail campaigns and 24 additional marketing techniques and samples of everything in the system that I actually sell. So it's a really complete marketing package that will really help you really get rolling and really ramp up what you're doing in real estate marketing business. Okay, so now it's time for our Trinity. Your brag, what are you celebrating? I am celebrating being 20 years into this business, accomplishing all the goals that we've accomplished, being able to travel and do the things that we want to do without checking with a boss. Getting rid of that time card, that's pretty awesome. So really just celebrating what we've been able to accomplish over the last 20 years. Well bragged. And what are you grateful for? Waking up every day. (laughs) Seriously, I had a near-fatal situation, medical situation in 2013. Dead paddles, critical for three days, nine days in the hospital. It completely changed the way I think about everything. I am grateful for every morning that I wake up and open my eyes and get out of bed and have another day to get out there and make a difference and do the things that I want to do. So I hold grateful close to my heart because it's something every single day. Beautiful. Yeah. Every day above ground is a gift. Exactly. And last but not least, what is one thing you desire? Oh, wow. These are tough questions. What do I desire? To really to, to do more of same, to be able to get out there and make a difference for other people. That's really big. And a lot of different ways, not just in real estate. We work with some food banks and we make sure that there are a lot of people that are being fed in very rural areas, seniors, children, veterans. So that's another. So the desire would be to continue to do what I'm able to do every day to spend more time traveling. I am in my 60s now. So that's changing the way I'm thinking about things too. (laughs) Um, My oldest grandchild just got out of high school. That just blows me away. Time has flown. And so my desire is to just do more of what we're doing to be able to travel more, spend time with the younger grandchildren while they are still young, and to be able to continue to get out there and teach and do deals and make a difference in my sellers' lives and make a difference in my students' lives. Beautiful. So shall your desire be, or so much better than you can imagine, and in perfect ways. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kathy. That was wonderful. 
Y'all, you can connect with Kathy, again, marketingmagiclady.com or vacantlandgold.com or search for her, Kathy Kennebrook on Google, and she's going to pop up all over the place. <laughs> she's, she's amazing. And you can connect with me at reigoddesses.com. There you can find out about our education programs. We help women create passive income streams through real estate investing and our investor club for passive investing opportunities. And definitely subscribe to the podcast and like it and share it with your friends and come back next time for another Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast interview. Bye-bye. Bye. You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.